Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 over par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season three of the pod where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. Lots of beer. Lots of beer, JR. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to another special episode of 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined again by our PGA Tour and Live Golf correspondent, Adam Awok Walker. He lays down his U.S. Open picks from Los Angeles Country Club. Well, he's back. It's U.S. Open week. And before we jump into into all of it, we want to give a, a huge shout out. I saw this gentleman at the Pride Parade, Endeavor Wealth Management. They were in the Pride Parade. So he's walking with his family as well as a bunch of other folks from Endeavor Wealth Management. That is Bryce Matlashewski. And he is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. So he's a Big supporter of pretty much everything in the city, outside the city, including this uh, your podcast. Decent mm-hmm. golfer as well. He's got to take us out to St. Chuck's. We've got to play that McKenzie 9. Yeah. With him and I drove by there earlier, and uh, it, it's not open yet. But. Still? Okay. I thought they were maybe just in time for Canada Day, maybe? Ah. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not open by Canada, it's going to be. That's the 18 over par yeah. guarantee. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure, St. Chuck's. But yeah, Walker, it's uh, awesome to have you back. And it was even more exciting to play some golf with you. We went out to Southwood. So it was Mike, John Scoops, Hillary. And we had a blast at Southwood, I think. And you almost broke 100. I didn't realize how close you were to breaking 100 there. And that was your first time playing, right? Uh, first time playing Southwood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The first time I had ever been there. Um, yeah, I think I was a hundred right on the nose there, uh, I believe, but it was, you know, tough course. It really challenged me (laughs) definitely getting in that sand, uh, more than a few times and, and trying to find my way out of there and under the, uh, you know, the blazing hot sun, but great great round out at Southwood. Yeah. I think everyone was, was kind of playing pretty well there. We got in just before we couldn't see anymore. But it was mm-hmm. interesting because you can really see the weather patterns. It felt like there was a line right in the clouds there where there was sun. And then it was like thunder and heavy rain mm-hmm. to the east of us. So it just passed us. It ended up being a beautiful night. But it was, yeah, great to have you guys out. Yeah. And the 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 thunder system moved around the course. Uh, I think Steeper turned, turned on his weather manipulation system and pushed <laughs> pushed the uh, the rain away. So that was nice. He did mention, yeah. speaking of steeper, he did mention to me uh, the other day, when was it, either Wednesday or Thursday night, that I may have started a tradition now at Southwood because they had the ladies open another uh, weekend or two ago. 
And he said, Did after you play that, in that? Uh, I, I asked, they said, no, but I said, what if I identify? And we're not going to get into that, but no. Sorry. So, so the pros, they actually went out after for an emergency nine. I don't know how many holes they got oh. in, but they said, yeah, we took some carts and went out. So I was like, yeah, you may have started something like, good. You guys got to get out, have some fun. There you go. There you go. And you, you uh, had some success in the match play, Southwood match play tournament? I did. So they have this OB Smith match play, which is handicapped, and it goes until, I believe, August. So you just got to set up your own match. You can play whenever you want. And I was paired up with Duncan Turner in the first round. So a young kid, young, uh, I think he's still 19. I think he's still a teenager. Anyways, mm. strikes the ball really well. He was struggling a bit on the front, but it was my first real competitive, if you want to call it competitive, round of golf. And geez, a long time since I was maybe at Assiniboine five or six or seven years ago. Mm. And yeah, it was a hoot. I ended up winning four, four and two. But either way, it was great just to get out and golf. It was another beautiful night. Uh, I had to walk the course. So I was pushing mm. the buggy. Walk, and yeah, there you don't realize how hilly it is until you're walking with a set of clubs and afterwards i was like holy shit i'm not doing that again yeah. maybe i'll walk nine <laughs> holes but i'm not doing the full 18 i'm getting i'm too old for that yeah i i walked to uh, southwood earlier this year and played uh i played well um so maybe that's the secret for me to play better is just take a t- t- to walk but i was gonna say uh did you turn the mental warfare on on the uh, the young gun I didn't. I was honestly, I was like, you know what? I just want to go out there and have fun, play my game. We chatted a bit because I played with his dad earlier in the season. And so we talked a little bit about that, talked a little bit about uh, his school life. He's trying to become a civil engineer. And I was like, great. Well, this city needs more of that. Um, And, but no, I didn't, didn't need to. I just wanted to go out there and have fun. Maybe if I'm going up against some, you know, crusty old guy or something like that, I will. I'll turn on the juice a little bit and see what happens. But uh, with him, I was just like, hey, let's just go out there and have some fun because you never want to beat someone when they're not playing well. You want to beat them at their best. And I was having a really good front nine, so I was four up after nine, and then he brought it down to where I was one up, and then I just, yeah, started rolling again. Yeah, well, I mean, AWOC's probably still pretty happy about beating me uh, the other night at at men's uh, league at Assiniboine, and I was at my worst, and he was probably... Playing decent, but uh, I'll take that W any way I could get it. I don't care. <laughs> wins a win. That <laughs> wins a win. <laughs> I'll take it. Were you guys yeah. walking or did you take a cart? Uh, we were walking. Yeah, yeah. It's a as we've mentioned before, it's a very walkable course, and it wasn't it wasn't too hot out. It was pretty hot, but uh, yeah, it was good. Good. Not for me. Play was atrocious. Uh, driver was going every which way but uh had a lot of fun and got to play with some good people didn't millsy beat you <laughs> yeah he, he did. <laughs> a little bit off the tee on one of them <laughs> oh yeah does it his quote was uh, i think he yeah i didn't even know he was there millsy uh i tee off and it you know it kind of eh, sprayed a little bit right but i guess i was just up there in my own head shuffling around so after i hit he's like does he shuffle around like that for 30 seconds uh, before every time he hits and <laughs> and then uh, my group members uh agreed and said yes i do so, <laughs> uh, yeah gotta the get next, that pre-shot routine in uh, yeah the next few <laughs> holes i think i just tried to tee it up and just hit it and, and i don't know there wasn't much success there either so 
Anyways. That's how Millsy gets in. Unless, so Glenn Mills, shout out to Glenn Mills, head pro at Assiniboine. And yeah, we interviewed him. I forget. Was it season one? May have been season one. I think it was last year, actually. Yeah, season two. I season two on the pod. You can check him out. Just look for Glenn Mills. You'll find him on there. Great episode. Google. He's got an, an interesting golf golf career in life. So check it out. Certainly. Some great stories. We gave him a hat. Um, yeah. And then he wanted good. to become our marketing director. But anyway, that's, <laughs> a, that's another story for, for another time. But the biggest story that I've... That I mean, today, so we're recording on Sunday evening here. The RBC Canadian Open is wrapped up, and a Canadian, for the first time since 1954, has won the Canadian Open. Nick Taylor, originally born in Winnipeg, but he moved to Abbots, Abbotsford, and I think that's where they say he's from. But yeah, he was originally born in Winnipeg, takes home the title, RBC Canadian Open. Pretty special, and in a playoff, too, against Tommy Fleetwood. With a 72-foot eagle putt to win the playoff. <laughs> the longest putt of his career, they were yeah. saying, which just incredible in the, in the biggest moments yeah. at home. Just uh, what a Meant to what be. An awesome way to win. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he had a yeah. hell of a round. What was it on Saturday? Was he 63? 63 on yeah. Saturday, and that just vaulted him right up there to the top yeah, of the leaderboard. Yeah, I think he was, uh, he was down at 120th after the first round and came back and won the whole thing, which is uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, and the crowd was going nuts, and we people were sending us videos. I guess Adam Hadwin was trying to get out there and celebrate with him with some champagne, and Adam Hadwin got tackled by yeah. a security guard and it was a pretty it was good a serious tackle, tackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like that guy took him down but there's a lot of guys rushing the green he wasn't the only guy that, that had come out there so i don't know why this <laughs> i don't know he's the guard was just a little antsy i guess <laughs> maybe he lost just, some money or something cut your hair you hippie I don't know what. <laughs> so I'm coming straight on. But thanks, That's thanks for awesome. sending us those vids. You know who you are. You can always DM us some crazy mm-hmm. videos if you want. We'll look at them, we'll laugh at them, and we'll respond as lazily as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, check out the link tree. And uh, we got a tip. We got a tip we from did. somebody oh. actually gave us a yeah, tip. Yeah. Hold on. Let me uh, let me pull it up. I believe the name is Roger Miranda. So Roger, we were going back and forth on of all things LinkedIn. And yeah, so Roger Miranda. And so he started listening to us because I think he just got into golf. And he was at a Cinnaboyne. I think he did men's night, men's league at a Cinnaboyne. And they still have a bench on hole number two. So Tiago and Roger. And they heard our show with J Mac, where we mentioned you can go to our link tree and send us a tip. And then sure enough, we got $20. Mm. Just like go. that. And he said, Hey, go get some, go get some beer. So I said, uh, I did unfortunately say during our show that I would split it with, with J Mac. So J Mac mm-hmm. ended up getting, getting some money out of that. And Corey Johnson, the general manager of Brisbane actually presented it to J Mac when he was on the tee about to tee off for, I think his Friday night or men's night or whatever the hell he was doing. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty funny. Giant, giant cardboard check for ten dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want one of those. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. But Roger, we really appreciate it. Thanks, man. And uh, now he's at St. Charles, so he's out there smacking him around at St. Chuck. So another person we got to play with at St. Charles. Very nice. Or I guess yeah, yeah, we can play with him at St. Charles. More like it. And one more uh, housekeeping note, not really housekeeping note, but uh, all of us, uh, we've been touched by this story and, you know, touched by cancer at some point uh, in our lives, whether it's, you know, ourselves or a family member. And uh, we went to high school with a a wonderful woman 
uh, Randy Bellick at the time, now Randy Stevens, and both her and her sister, they were battling cancer at the same time. You might have seen their story in the free press. Like it was everywhere. Back in uh, 2021, they raised $83,000 uh, throughout their story and launching their Cancer Care Manitoba Fund. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Haley, uh, Randy's sister, ended up dying. And so now there is an HBH charity golf tournament. If you want to know more about it, you can just DM us. I'll send you the info on that. It is July 28th at Whispering Winds Golf Course in Warren. And it is for Cancer Care Manitoba, so great cause. There's a bunch of things you can do. You can be a whole sponsor. You can play. Whatever you want to do, you can hit us up in, uh, in our DMs. And we'll send you that information. So great cause. Because at the end of the day, we're sometimes nice people here. But Randy, really the one of the most amazing people I've ever met. Definitely outclass you two. That's not saying certainly. much, though. But. <laughs> wow. No, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, uh, sounds like a great event for a great cause. And uh, Whispering we'll to, Winds and Warren, too, a great course. Yeah. So maybe we'll uh, put some up on the social medias uh, for, for everyone to uh, get that info. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, hit us up in the DMs. Give us a tip, whatever you want to do. We got that info in our link tree uh, or just, again, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, Twitter. Get us in there. But uh, we are here. Did we have anything else that we wanted to jump into? Or did you want to get right into the meat and the potatoes here of the U.S. Open? <laughs> All right, let's get into the U.S. Meat. Open. The meat, yeah, the meat, the, the meat rough. And the one thing I appreciated, and I think we talked about it last year on our U.S. Open uh, gambling show, was just how thick the rough was at the Canadian Open. So different course last year than they played uh, this year for the Canadian Open. But again, the rough was thick. Yeah, it was. And the, so the great preparation this. for the U.S. Open. Yeah, it, and we uh, we know that the U.S. Open's always set up kind of tough. I don't know if the the rough is nece- necessarily going to be the challenge at this place at the LACC, but um, we'll see. I know I'm sure it'll be grown in, and, and uh, there will be some challenges there for sure. So is it Los Angeles Country Club? I think this is the first time they opened it up to the public in like forever because I'm sure it's a pretty ritzy place seeing where it's located. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think the PGA Tour has ever actually played here before and I think the members uh, it took some convincing to get them to actually allow this to happen. Uh, But there is some history. I I know there's guys that have played it on tour um, and certainly when they're in college. I know Max Homa, I believe, has the course record as 62 there when he was a college player. So there, there's some history. Some guys know it. It's going to be set up a lot tougher than probably any of them have seen it, uh, playing a lot longer. Uh, but, yeah, it should be, a, should be a tough test like any U.S. Open. Well, I was going to say it's got a unique uh, – it's a par 70, isn't that right? And there's like five par threes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some of those par threes are playing at near 300 yards. So there's going to be a, a pretty big challenge for these guys to even get the ball there. And my understanding is they're going to be playing like pretty, pretty firm. And so if you're hitting a ball, you know, 280 yards, it's going to be tough to get it to stick on the green. Uh, yeah. If you think of like just for us, like what are we hitting there? Well, it's going to be driver. We're pulling driver out of the uh-huh. yeah. uh, pretty much on every par three there. I think there is, yeah, one one or two shorter ones, but for the most part, they're like 250 plus. Yeah, yeah, they are. And then there is one that's actually extremely short. I heard it might even be playing for at uh, like 80 yards, which Whoa. is, it kind of stands out as, as a really unique hole that's going to be there. But for the most part, yeah, the guys are going to be hitting their long irons and anyone that can make those clubs kind of stick and add a, at least a little bit of spin on them is going to have a huge advantage here. 
So maybe the reason why they did open it up for the Los Angeles uh, Country Club and their members allowed it was because of the PIF money. I forget what PIF stands for, but I know now Live Golf, PGA Tour, and was it the DP World Tour? They have come to an agreement, whatever that may be. It's not necessarily a merger. I know a lot of people have been calling it a merger. It's more of an agreement. They'll still kind of be operating in their own little silos from what I understand. But that was a major happening to happen during the week of the Canadian Open. Yeah, uh, pretty short on details still about yes. what's going to actually come out of this. Uh, I don't know if Live Golf is going to continue or if it's going to eventually go away. Um, you know, with the, with the Saudis kind of owning both now, <laughs> I don't know. Do they want to compete against themselves? I'm not. I'm not really sure. So there's going to be some resolution here. But uh, yeah, the Canadian Open almost gets overshadowed. Like two years in a row, Liv right. played their their first event uh, <laughs> during the Canadian Open, and now we had the huge merger news this this week. But uh, glad it still ended up being a great event. Yeah. So yeah. So thank goodness Nick Taylor took it home, and maybe there's good reason now it can maybe overshadow all that other yes that was going on until we get some more details about what is exactly happening we only break stuff locally here we don't break stuff internationally yeah. so we, we can tell you when the mckenzie nine is opening at st charles we can break that story but what's really going on between you know the the professional golf tours we don't know yeah still working on those sources <laughs> it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see if the guys that stayed loyal to the PGA, uh, you know, if they get any sort of a payout once this all, you know, settles, you, you keep hearing of that somehow they're going to get some money. I don't know how that would even work, but. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't sound <laughs> too promising, especially guys that might have turned down a hundred million dollars to stay on the PGA tour. I don't see that money ever coming their way really, but uh, who knows? Like Wishful it. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> could <big> be. <laughs> I know that I did see a couple of things that I guess the litigation, there was antitrust suits going back and forth. And I think that would have just bankrupt the PGA tour. So they said, you know what, we got to figure this out before we're not playing for any money and we're changing mm -hmm. up. But again, we don't really have all the details on that, but we do know where the U S open is being played. We do know for the most part, who's going to be in the field. It seems like it's going to be a favorite that's going to win this one. So, Walker, how does this golf course suit up? Does it suit up for someone who's, you know, accurate with their irons? Is it long ball hitters? Who does this really suit? Yeah, I mean, we, we haven't really seen it before, but from the research I've been doing, uh, I think, guys, the long hitters are really going to thrive here. It is a long golf course, uh, and you're going to be able to take out the driver. The, the fairways aren't super narrow, and like I said, I'm not sure the rough is going to be as big of a challenge as usual at the U.S. Open, so... Uh, you get that driver out and you pound it down 320, 330 yards, uh, get it to run on some of these these fairways uh, that are playing you know, pretty firm. Then you give yourself an advantage and, and be able to at least give yourself a shot on some of these uh, at getting on in two uh, or three on the par fives. So, yeah, a guy like, you know, Scotty Scheffler, uh, obviously, is, is near the top of the board. John Rahm. Uh, Brooks Kepka again. I think the secret's out on Brooks Kepka now, <laughs> you know, after his performance in the last couple of majors. So um, his betting number is, is way down. He's right up there with Rom and Scheffler at the top of the board. Uh, Rory, another guy that, you know, just a big bomber, hasn't quite had it in the last uh, few events. Um, some, maybe something a little off with Rory, but this course could definitely set up well for him. 
Yeah, especially if you can unleash it and not get into too much trouble. That's what we saw at the uh, RBC Canadian Open. Rory, the two-time uh, champ there, he, was going, he went back-to-back. And then this year, still, he was just bombing it down there. But it was his putter. Yeah. It was more of his putter and his short game that was hurting him. And even right. Scotty Scheffler, I saw a few things, too, where he's losing a lot of strokes around the green, especially on the green with the flat stick. So hmm, we'll see. Still the number one ranked golfer in the world is Scotty Scheffler. Again, time will tell. Yeah, I really like John Rob at this one as well because he's known he's got a really good putter as well as a great driver. So uh, John Rom definitely has an advantage here. And you mentioned Max Homa having the course record there, so he might be one of the few people that have maybe played it that are in this field. Don't yeah, know. Yeah, I sure. know. I know him and uh, Patrick Canley, who went to UCLA, he's played here as well. Uh, neither one really has great record in the majors up to, you know, this point in their careers. But, you know, having that familiarity and Max Homa's won twice in California just this season, uh, Torrey Pines and that uh, Fortnite championship in the first week of the season. So um, I, I do like him. I'm not sure, it, you know, can he take that next step and win a major? Well, We'll have, we'll have to see. Is there any other, say, favorite that you would have at the top of your board? Uh, one guy I really like is Tony Finau, uh, just because this will be a good one for someone who can really, you know, hammer the ball far. And uh, we know he also played well at Riviera. They, I'm not sure this course will be just like Riviera, but it's, you know, it's in L.A. It could play similarly as uh, I believe the same architect. So um, Tony Finau, he's, he's one that I really like as well. How about yourself, Mike? Or did we say everything? <laughs> no, I had home on my list. Uh, I think I, he had two wins, seven top 10 finishes. And then he's a, he's a California boy. And, and he, uh, he had the, he had a little round there, but no one else. I haven't been paying a lot of attention to to this whole <laughs> professional golf thing, but uh, too busy on the boat. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe our 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 buddy there, uh, Ricky Fowler. I think he's going to have some real success. <laughs> What's that based on? Absolutely nothing other than me liking Ricky Fowler. But uh, maybe he's Adam, actually, Adam he's can back well that up. This year. He's yeah. been- He's been playing well. Uh, he hasn't won, but uh, he's you know he's been coming close to the top of the leaderboard a, a few weeks. So you know, Ricky, it would be a hell of a week to kind of have his resurgence in the U.S. Open. Yeah, I saw Definitely. him and was it him and JT were on a tandem bike. Yeah, something like that, that on Instagram. Around. Yeah, so hey, yeah. JT, maybe JT has there been playing go. the best either, but maybe now is the the chance yeah. to break through. Keep it loose. Um, yeah. <laughs> keep it loose. And another one I know, Walker, you always bring up is Xander Shoffley. Uh, yep. So he's up there, Morikawa, Matt Fitzpatrick, who I talked about, and Jordan Spieth as well. So I think that rounds out about the top 10, 15, that on the top of most boards. But again, I, like this year, it seems like it's going to be one of the favorites that's going to take it home. I don't know if there's going to be a dark horse that comes out of nowhere and, and takes it home. But having said that, uh, is there maybe a long shot that you're looking at that could be could be the one this week? Uh, yeah, I don't know how far down the board I would really want to go, but, uh, I don't know if I mentioned last time for the PGA championship, uh, Wyndham Clark, cause he had just won at the Wells Fargo. So he didn't play too well in the PGA championship, but he kind of bounced back, uh, in his next event and played, uh, I think he had a top, top 15 finish. Uh, and he's just a bomber. Like he hammers the ball off the tee. So that's why I, I really like Wyndham Clark. I think if you were looking for a guy to kind of take the next step, uh, could be him. 
for sure. Uh, another guy that's down the board, I think we have to mention Phil Mickelson. Uh, you know, you don't think he's going to be there, but then at the majors, he seems to show up lately. Uh, he played well at the Masters and the PGA, and uh, he can still hit the ball. So, Phil, we know he hasn't got the career grand slam. He's won every other major, but he's never took down the U S open. So, you know, maybe at, at his age, he can do that. Finally finish it off. And he'll be smiling now with all the talks of the merger, et cetera. Et cetera. Oh yeah. So, you know, he's going to be going out there playing a little bit looser for sure. Yeah. He's the hero of all of it. I'm sure <laughs> in his mind. So he's, <laughs> he'll be feeling pretty good. Uh, yeah. Good for Phil. I saw him. He was pretty far down the list there. So yeah, maybe you sprinkle some cherry yeah, yeah. on him. You might, uh, you get a good number on him. I was yep. surprised. Uh, well, I guess he was, I just looked it up. It was tied 48 in the uh, PGA there. But yeah, obviously yeah. he was second at the Masters. So Yeah, he was playing well at the PGA for a while there, though. Um, but yeah, you never know. I mean, he could just as easily, you know, miss the cut by many strokes. So, but if, if you're looking for someone down the board and a great story, I mean, it doesn't get much better than Phil Mickelson. <laughs> And another one, well, speaking of great stories, we talked about this past weekend at the RBC Canadian Open. We've got some Canadians in the field. Nick Taylor's going to be there. Might be a tough turnaround for for him, considering all the media he's going to be doing now, having won the Canadian Open. He's going to be there. I also had Corey Connors, who was up at the top of the leaderboard. Kind of struggled on the last day, though. He did. He did. He kind of fell off on the last day, but he, you know, he, he played really well for, for the majority of the week. And he's another guy that's awesome off the tee and very consistent. Like he, I bet he'll be in the fairway, you know, 90% of the time at, at this, uh, at this golf course. So I really like Corey Connors. And I also had Adam Hadwin, uh, Spenson as well. And then Mackenzie Hughes. So if I missed a Canadian, I apologize. I think that's about it. Taylor Pendrith, I believe, might also be there. So, uh, um, yes, yeah, he probably that would is. Be, maybe be the last guy. He's a bomber too, isn't he? Yeah, he's a bomber. And, you know, you're going to have to be. I know at this course, like, I think it's the 14th is playing over 600 yards. And well, it's got it's got a special feature at the end. Do you know anything about the special real estate on the uh, LACC, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the house that's at, that's at the end of the 14th hole? Uh, yeah, I, guess, I thought it was at the, the 13th green, but um, probably all in the same area. Uh, Playboy Mansion, I believe. Yeah, that's Is that right. a piece, yeah. piece of real estate you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, I might have the location a little off. But I know it's on the golf course. Sure. Last time you were there, you you had a few drinks, so you can't yeah. remember <laughs> the exact location. Yeah, of that's it. right. But yeah, I mean, looking at the, uh, the Google Maps uh, is certainly some very... Uh, expensive real estate that lines the course. Uh, yeah, Playboy Mansion. I don't. However, I'm not sure who owns it now. Obviously, Hugh has has passed, but uh, um, and I think they're doing a lot of construction there. But there was a rumor that there was a secret tunnel system that ran ran under the course to the houses of Jack Nicholson, Kirk Douglas, James Can, to name a few, and maybe even went to the uh the clubhouse of los angeles country club so pretty pretty amazing apparently there the tunnels are now closed uh but that was that was one of the neat stories there and and uh the other thing that came up is very exclusive you know even some of hollywood's elite were not allowed to join uh this this uh country club 
Um, wow. You should the get other to the bone. We should. Yeah. <laughs> Use the That's old Winnipeg a... sewers. See what's down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like a good sewer walk. Uh, <laughs> the other house that uh, that I thought was kind of interesting was, I don't, and I felt like this was a very popular house when we were in like, you know, early 2000s was the Aaron Spelling House, like the spelling compound. And uh, it, at one point, I think it was like the, the biggest or most expensive house in uh, in the United States, obviously, probably wow. North America. Um, but yeah, so no longer owned by the Spelling family. Um, it is owned by a, a Saudi national. So very interesting. And uh, I, yes. I'm sure it, it's, uh, it lines one of the fairways. So I'm sure they will be having a big party there. Yes. It's all connected. Yeah. No kidding. Exactly. Yeah. All connected. The tunnels, the tunnels are starting <laughs> to come to fruition. <laughs> the, uh, what is it? The people's investment fund probably own ah, it. Yes. Thank you. That's what I was wondering. I was like, what does PIF, PIF stand for? I keep on seeing PIF. I saw yeah, it I somewhere. Uh, public investment fund. Public investment fund. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just unlimited money. That's all it is. You can't compete against it. It's just unlimited money from the Saudis. Yeah. And the other, the other guy that lives there is the heir of the Twinkies, uh, uh, for Twinkies okay. co- company or whatever. So wow. lots of, lots of big names there. So, uh, I, yeah, it'd be interesting. I wonder if some of the, uh, I'm sure we'll see some celebrities out watching, you know, uh, well, I'm sure, uh, Will Arnett or mm. Jason Bateman and those guys, big golfers in the, uh, and, uh, maybe Jack, maybe we'll see Jack Nicholson. I never, uh, I never understood the appeal of the Twinkie. Uh, not sure how it got so popular or why that company is so big. Not sure. <laughs> to me, the <laughs> Twinkie is not appealing whatsoever. No, no, like, yeah, I, 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 it must be an American thing. Yeah, like, I say it why be. it's so popular? I think I've had like three Twinkies in my life, if that. <laughs> you know, just out of curiosity. Uh, <laughs> like, but yeah, do they certainly? big uh must be a big thing it, it's something that was pushed on us through like american television yeah Twink, you're right i yes. feel like they're supposed to be good you're supposed to like these things yeah <laughs> was that a hostess product yeah gotta be um oh uh, yeah so that was uh, my 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 spiel on the real estate um and then a little bit further on the strictness of the country club it said uh it no shorts. You can't wear shorts on the course. So, uh, I mean, Jr. You're a big pants guy. Yeah, so, plays well uh, into my into my hands. Although I might you, be using you, some of my Southwood credits to get some shorts. Oh, Steepers Pro Shop. Because I just feel like a knob, and then I'm like, I'm sweating, and this is not comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at least you and uh, King Eric, Eric Olson, big pants guy as well. So you guys can play at the Los Angeles Country Club. Hey, if I keep uh, winning, I'm going to keep wearing pants. That's going to be my that's, thing. That, that's fair. Mm. Just got to get some, I don't know, some vents in them. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on, uh, AWOC, was the the interesting features. They're called barancas. Yes. And, it's, and it's like a dried out 
canyon or a dried out like riverbed and they're they look like they're everywhere throughout the course and i i don't know i don't know how you even play it out of there is that considered a hazard i'm not sure yeah i don't know like they don't have a whole lot of trouble around like there's i don't know if there's any water on the course so it's certainly not very much but yeah they got these barrancas everywhere and it's just like a dry like you said it's just like a dry ditch so i think some parts in it you'll be fine like it'll totally depend on the lie like you might just get you know you're hitting off kind of you know some hard hard dirt maybe which isn't great but it's but it's definitely playable but you might also end up in some like cactus fern or something like that right or <laughs> or against some rock or a scorpion so who knows <laughs> those barrancas could cause some trouble yeah it's a good name barranca yeah mm. i think we're gonna hear that all week probably barranca there's an over under prop bet on how many times they're gonna cut to the barrancas and yeah do a special feature on it you look at us we've been talking about it yeah yeah did you uh did you look at number hole number six was very interesting and that's the 330 yard par four um so obviously reachable yeah. uh, for a lot of these guys and however the greens kind of tucked away i'll call it a dog leg right then dog leg left but so it's protected by some trees. So it might be difficult to go right at it, but it should be an interesting hole to watch uh, for the, for this coming week. Yeah, no, that one, uh, there's a few that are definitely going to be challenging like that, but that's, that's definitely one of the more unique ones on the course. I think that's, what's interesting too, Walker, even having mentioned it off the, the top where we don't really know, much about this course because we haven't really seen it. It's, it hasn't come up on the tour yet. You mentioned some of the California kids played it, maybe maybe a few more, but for the most part, we're going to be seeing this thing for the first time, uh, which yeah. is exciting, but also for, for a player, you're kind of like, oh, well, I don't know where really the safe spot is. Yeah, no, that is definitely going to make it interesting. I don't know what the scoring is going to be like at this. I don't I don't think it's going to be a super, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be like a winged foot where it's really beating guys up. I think that some guys will be able to score reasonably well, but some will be, especially the short hitters, man, I think they're really going to struggle. Like it's going to be tough for them to get onto the green when they need to it and actually, you know, give themselves a shot at a one or a two putt because they're huge greens here as well huge undulating greens with a lot of different kind of areas and you you want to pick the right spot yeah well i mean for for me that was pretty much it that's why i really really only had the favorites on the list on canadians just because uh you know we love mentioning the canadians but other than that is there anyone else on your list that you guys like yeah i mean uh one guy that i kind of think about is adam scott uh, I'm not sure, you know, his best golf is probably a little behind him, but he's playing quite well this season and he's got, he's got a winning pedigree. So, uh, and he can still hit it really far, which is super important. So that that's one guy, you know, he's kind of down in the mid range. If you wanted to make a bet on someone that's, you know, it's realistic, uh, but also, you know, it's going to win you a fair amount of money if you actually hit on that one. How about you, Mike? I just trying to look up if there was any, you know, the U S open is so interesting. Number one, because of the qualifying, uh, you know, people qualify from all over the world and a lot of amateurs can qualify and just, you know, you get lucky on that, you know, through those qualifying rounds and, uh, but I can't really find that, but it was interesting. Uh, 
there was like a 14 year old. He almost qualified. Mm-hmm. So he would have been the, the youngest uh, uh, to qualify. I think there was a few years ago, there was like a 14, almost 15 year old that had qualified for the U S open. So, uh, and then there was, what was it? Oh, it was a guy who chips one handed. Did you see him? Oh yeah. I saw a few <laughs> no, videos. I didn't yeah. see that. Yes. I don't think he actually ended up getting in, but he was pretty close on the, on the, you know, the last qualifying round, but he, he, yeah, he just chips around the green one handed and like, he's obviously like a scratch golfer. Um, so yeah, no one, uh, no one really else, uh, from myself. I, well, I have, uh, yeah. You mentioned amateurs there and, uh, you might remember Sam Bennett who mm. he actually finished, I think it was, uh, 16th at the masters. So as an amateur, right. that's a really great finish. So, yeah. um, and, I don't know and, if he's uh, real or what, but, uh, you know, that's well, one that's way down the board and he's, uh, could be a good bet. Probably a little beat up from the Stanley cup finals, but yeah, yeah. Sam Bennett. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just athlete. Yeah. Too sport. Yeah. As uh, as far as the uh, the weather forecast here for Los Angeles this week, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we got uh, yeah about twenty three degrees Celsius, twenty five degrees Celsius uh, throughout, uh, partly cloudy, and uh, chance of a good time. So um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it seems pretty standard. Hopefully, no rain. Obviously, it looked like the RBC had some. The Canadian Open this week had some rain, um, and uh, so hopefully it's dry for the guys. Don't want those barrancas uh, full of water. Yeah, you get a flash flood down there. It's really <laughs> fill up with water. <laughs> um, oh wow! Yeah. That's uh, that's I think pretty well everything uh, that I had on my notes that I forgot uh, at work. So <laughs> nice. Did you have anything else, Ewok? Or are you good? Uh, no, I think that's about it. That'll wrap it up there. All right. Well, uh, let's hope for another great weekend of golf. Hopefully the Canadians do well, have a great showing. And uh, again, shout out to uh, Bryce Malashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. AWOC, Adam Walker, thanks again for joining us, Mm -hmm. giving us your thoughts. Mike, thanks for coming in from the lake to record this sucker. And uh, enjoy some golf this week. U.S. Open. Yeah. Wow. And uh, AWOC, if you're when you're down there, uh, if you're going into the country club, you need to have a jacket after 6 p.m. So just remember that you got to cover those arms after 6 p.m. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I can't follow those kinds of rules. <laughs> no rules, rules when it comes to AWOC. Yeah. Do you know who I am? <laughs> All right. Getting tackled like Adam Hadwin. But anyways. (laughs) Okay, have yourselves a wonderful night, and I will chat with you next time. Bye-bye. Go long. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot.